Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. And the purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. It's long been said that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. If that's what it takes to ensure a healthy body, it's simple enough for anyone to practice every day to maintain good health. Is there an adage that sums up another example, or excuse me, another simple practice that we can all apply to help us stay happy every day? Both Michael's and my personal experiences over the years tells us there is. So for our show today, we decided to explore how a miracle a day keeps you happy to play. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Besides, with all the violence, corruption, destruction, and pain in the world today, we absolutely need to express way more happiness and compassion to bring about healing and ease the global suffering. Whether you just celebrated Easter and the miracle of resurrection or are celebrating Seder and the miracle of Passover, all holidays are meant to commemorate all that is holy or whole and undivided, and all that comes from that, which is undivided and limitless, or what we might call miracles. The very meaning of healing is to restore to wholeness. Every miracle is healing because the experience of a miracle restores us more to our undivided wholeness. Whatever holy days you observe, you are commemorating that which is whole and forgiving over that which is divided. In doing so, you remind yourself of your wholeness to heal yourself from any untruths that had divided you in your mind and heart. You might assume that various things that happen in the world and in your life are the various causes of any unhappiness that you may suffer. How often have you thought things like, he ruined my day, or the news of my friend's death shattered me, or the war just took away my joy? Yet, if those external events are truly the causes of your unhappiness, then everyone else who experiences the same things should be unhappy as well, wouldn't you think? Some people may be unhappy, but others may not, is the truth of the matter. A hot sunny day may seem to make the beachgoers happy, But those who have been living in severe drought conditions may not be so well pleased. A child's long screech of delight may bring a smile to his parents, but not necessarily to college seniors cramming in the library for their finals or a person suffering from a migraine. I can tell you that from firsthand experience. Yet you might protest that those overly simplified examples are of a completely different magnitude than what we all go through when thousands of people are being slaughtered in an insane war or millions of people have died and more are still dying every day from a long-standing pandemic. 
Yes, and you would be correct in your assessment that any and all of the horrors that continue to happen in the world today are of an entirely different order of magnitude than most of our day-to-day experiences. Although the intensity of the suffering may be of a different scale entirely, suffering is still, well, suffering. You could say that we are all experiencing varying degrees of suffering and happiness at any given time. And it's not that those who are suffering less are necessarily happier. However, those who are happier are suffering less. You could lessen someone's suffering and that person will experience much relief as a result. Yet for that person to be truly happy, something else has to happen. Whereas a genuinely happy person experiencing that everlasting joy within will respond to even pain and other misfortunes in life differently. Even when joyous people are subjected to what others normally would suffer greatly from, they seem to experience more peace and happiness regardless of what's happening. There are many examples of this throughout history amongst saints, mystics, and other highly enlightened beings. There is a story of a Sufi master who alone visited a town known for its horrible squalor, crime, and wretched conditions. Upon his return from that visit, his disciples asked him, why didn't he take at least a couple of them with him for safety and company on such a dangerous outing? The master smiled and said that he had a most beautiful visit, but that he wouldn't take any of his students there because they were not yet aware enough to experience the beauty and magnificence of the place as he does. In fact, if any of them went there, he continued, they would be devastated and traumatized because of what they would see instead. External conditions and events are never the real causes of happiness or unhappiness. We each experience happiness and unhappiness within our own mind, regardless of what is happening in the world. If that's true, what then makes us have the experience of happiness or unhappiness? Simply put, the more we experience our innate wholeness, the happier we are and the more we experience our dividedness, the unhappier we become. How much simpler can it get? Yes, it takes us complicated humans to make it so complicated that often we can't find happiness no matter how hard we try. Ah, that brings up another important ingredient in experiencing happiness. Effortlessness. God's grace is without any effort. So to receive of it, we can't be in any kind of effort about anything. Effort is of the divided mind, whereas grace is of the whole and undivided mind. So practicing letting go of our trying to do everything and just doing it like Yoda used to teach in the Star Wars story, we align align ourselves more and more with the undivided. Yet, how do you get anything you need in life if you don't try to get it? Ah, that's where ask and it shall be given to you comes in. Asking is one thing, but you have to trust yourself in yourself and in spirit so that you can receive that which you need. Remember, happiness is your state of mind not a consequence or effect of any condition in the world or you perceive in your life. If your mind is free of divisions, conflicts, and distractions, and firmly established 
in the awareness and energy of the undivided, then you experience your intrinsic joyousness. That's when you're divided in some way in your mind that you begin to experience any degree of unhappiness. There is no experience of unhappiness or lack or deficiency of happiness in spirit ever. What we experience from time to time as moments or periods of unhappiness is a temporary eclipse of our innate happiness. It happens whenever we make the images of judgment and invalidation more real than our awareness of spirit. That is why we call the long-term process of attaining enlightenment the journey of awakening. We're waking ourselves up from continuing to believe in the images filling our minds that are simply nothing more than mental images. Well, much of those mental images that uh, Raphael is talking about that fill up most people's minds are equivalent to dreaming. When you dream, you're seeing, feeling, hearing a seemingly logical sequence of images that tell a certain kind of story, right? Hmm. What's that sound like? That sounds just like a movie. (laughs) But if you choose to directly interact with the moving images, it becomes more like a super sophisticated and realistic interactive virtual reality video game. You literally make your dreams become reality, at least to you, all the time. It's a fairly common occurrence that a person suffering from severe dehydration, finding his way alone in the seeming unending expanse of the desert, sees a luscious oasis of sparkling water just a short distance away. Of course, by the time he rushes to it to drink in as much water as he wants, all he finds is more dry sand. We call it a mirage, which technically is an optical illusion caused by certain atmospheric conditions. Nonetheless, a person desperately seeking or intensely desiring something would be much more prone to misinterpret the mirage as reality, as do many who are dying of thirst and heat in the desert. If you examine the dreams that you have when you are deep asleep, you may discover that much of your dreaming stems from your suppressed or unconscious desires. Likewise, when a person wants something intensely enough, chances are that they will one day attain, make the attainment of that in the world as their reality. History has seen countless children claim that all they ever wanted to be was a, well, fill in the blank. And if they wanted it enough, they would sooner or later end up becoming that as their reality in the world. The world has witnessed many great writers, singers, actors, dancers, and other artists, as well as athletes, founders of businesses, scientists, and statesmen, who realized their various dreams that way. A Zen master 
is often quoted as saying to his students, if you wanted to be enlightened as much as a drowning man wanted to breathe air, you would be enlightened in an instant. In truth, every one of us dreams up our reality from what we desire. That is what makes the world we live in such a difficult place to live in. <laughs> that, that may sound counterintuitive to you since if we were all dreaming of living in a healthy, good, productive, and happy life, we should all be living in a wonderful world. Yet, we have to first address where all of our re- desires and therefore our dreaming come from. Have you ever noticed that you never experience wanting anything that you have in great abundance already? If you had plenty of great food to ready to eat whenever you were hungry, you'd not be wanting food all the time, would you? However, if you hadn't had a stitch to eat in three days and had no easy access to food, probably all you could think of would be putting something in your stomach. You'd be wanting food to eat even desperately. If your beloved parent or best friend was in the final phases of their dying process, all you might want to have is a little more time with them. Yet if you were alone in an empty small room with nothing to do and no one to talk to and had all the time in the world, more empty time on your hands would be the last thing you'd want. You'd want to do something with the time you had. Whenever you desire or want something, it always stems from your experience of lacking it. It's just like that Zen master said, if you wanted enlightenment as much as a drowning person wanted to breathe air, you'll be enlightened in an instant. And how much does a drowning person want to breathe air? Completely. At the moment, that's the only thing that drowning person can even think about. At least for the, that moment, that person is undivided in his desire and he is undivided in his mind about attaining it. Attaining enlightenment is attaining that undivided state of full awareness. As the Buddha declared about his enlightenment, I am awake. He discovered that he was whole, undivided, in his being, awareness, and joy. If it were true that an apple a day can keep us each healthy each day, I would definitely eat an apple every single day. Oh, I usually do. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) like Raphael mentioned at the beginning of our show, I have also experienced throughout my life the daily practice that would keep me happy each day. It does way more for our happiness state than an apple can do for our bodily health. That practice can be summed up in our episode title, like Raphael mentioned earlier, 
A miracle a day keeps you happy to play. If you practice creating a miracle each day, I'm quite certain that you'd be an exceptionally happy person day by day. Furthermore, you'd be happy enough to keep playing in the super interactive virtual reality video game called life in this world until you are completely finished with all of your learning and attain your graduation, which would be your full enlightenment. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> yes, we're all working towards that. To create a miracle day, you need to keep your sight on where all miracles come from. Worldly stuff like money is of the world and therefore comes from the world. Miracles, on the other hand, are not of this world. Hey, is that why when we experience a miracle, we might say, wow, this is really out of this world, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, if we listen to what we exclaim in circumstances like that, you know, we start to learn something. Miracles come from within spirit, the undivided and limitless. Everything in the world, as you know, is divided, positive, negative, male and female, night and day. So when you can, even for a moment, open yourself up to spirit or the undivided, the eternal, you become the recipient of miracles. Believe it or not, our first break is coming up, and I really do have an important announcement to make uh, today at this first break. We wanted to remind you that we have an event coming up this very weekend, and it's going to be really wonderful. It's open to everyone, and it's titled Having Certainty in Divinity, Using Your Intuition, and Making a Difference in a World in Fear, Turmoil, and Doubt. It's our profound four teleclass weekend event, which is happening this Saturday, April 23rd, and Sunday, April 24th. Included with this remote weekend event will also be our popular bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday for anyone who attends one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend. Plus, uh, you get a discount if you buy all four teleclasses. And by the way, um, you're done by mid-afternoon, so you have the rest of your day off each day, so it doesn't take up your entire day. So uh, we'd love to have you come. Here are the topics for each of the teleclasses, starting with Saturday, April 23rd. The first one is Confused, Afraid, or In Doubt? how to access your intuition, and know what to do. The afternoon class is want to help but don't know how, using your compassion, intuition, and power to heal. Then the teleclasses on Sunday, April 24th, will be others suffering, getting you down, how to heal yourself and help heal others. And the afternoon class is want to make a powerful difference, having certainty and divinity to build a new world. For all the details or to sign up, go to our April events calendar at michaeltamura.com or call our office and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noel, who knows everything about what we're doing at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time. 
We'll return in a couple minutes with A Miracle a Day Keeps You Happy at Play. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Wonderful to have you back and welcome to those of you who are just joining us today. We have been exploring a fun premise that a miracle a day keeps you happy at play. So let's continue to play. We <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, before the break, I was talking about, you know, what you need to, to create a miracle each day. And the main thing is you need to keep your sight on where all miracles come from. And I was mentioning that on the one hand, worldly stuff like money and, and cars and computers and all of that come from the world. They're of the world and comes from the world. We make it here. <laughs> miracles, on the other hand, are not of this world. So miracles come from within spirit. So when you can, <clears throat> you need to pause Open yourself up to spirit, the undivided. Then you'll be able to become the recipient of the miracles that are being given all the time. We've talked about that in many different ways so far in our shows this season, especially. Creating Outside the Box was one of our episodes. Another one was Your Choice, Repeat History or create a miracle. And there's been up against the wall, create a miracle. Of course, there was karmic relief, making God 
laugh. That was a really good one. <laughs> Make sure you hear that if you haven't. There, there might be an unlimited number of ways you can do it. But what you have to do to create a miracle is regularly and consistently practice opening yourself up to the undividedness and limitlessness of spirit and yourself. The whole of spirit is never divided in any way. Neither are you ever divided from spirit. Only in your mind can you imagine or dream up infinite variations on the theme of separation, division, and isolation. Well, one of the, my favorite prayers in the Vedas, the three Pavamana mantras from the Briya Dharanyaka Upashanad are, from illusion lead us to reality. From darkness lead us to light. From death lead us to immortality. That sure sounds like the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, doesn't it? Well, one of the things that's really fun when we're doing these radio shows is um, just watching what happens before the show starts or while the show is going on. And since we've had the subject of miracles, it's been really interesting. And one of the things that I like to watch is um, our cats. Um, Usually I separate them, speaking of separation, from us by putting them in a room. If they're uh, hanging around outside of the room, we do our radio shows so we don't have them meowing out there. And But usually they're really quiet this time of day. This is when they take their nap. But the energy affects them. And I noticed that the energy of this show has been so fun and so playful Our female cat is especially sensitive to that energy, and she just so wants to be part of it. So if you hear meowing in the background, I didn't lock them up today because they were so quiet this morning. But uh, that's her wanting to be at play and join in on this miracle energy. It's so much fun. So one of the things that I like to do in relationship to miracles is remember, in a way, miracles are a gift, and we can we create miracles in a sense, but uh, most of it comes from the Holy Spirit or from God and is part of shortening our trip to our enlightenment. So when we have a miracle, it's usually because we don't have to have a particular lesson anymore. You know, sometimes you might wonder when you're driving in your car and you make that wrong turn, why did I turn left instead of right? What was wrong with me? Well, there's some part of your higher self that didn't need the whatever lesson may have been in store for you had you turned right. So, you know, when something like that happens, don't get upset with yourself. Rather, just be aware. It could be some part of your awareness that was aware. Turning right was going to get you in some kind of trouble, and you just got out of it. And And that's a real fun thing. And then the other thing is, when you're going through a perplexing time, a, a lot of times when you have decisions to make, you know, miracles are really based a lot on what kind of decisions are you uh, making from time to time. And so if you're making a decision and you're not so sure about what to do, a lot of times you just go through your creative process and, and ideas 
And watch what happens. Sometimes I notice that if I'm making a really important decision, like the time Michael passed out on the path out behind our house about two miles from us, and I had to decide whether or not to, because I had just come back from grocery shopping, I had to decide whether or not to uh, put the frozen food away. It was like 90 degrees out that day. And, and then go get him or to just leave the groceries, let him melt away and, and go get Michael um, and so forth. And sometimes what happens when I'm in that decision-making process, I have to take a few minutes, even if time is of the essence, and just go within. And then sometimes what will come up externally will be something like a 444, you know, a triple number or something like that. And that's always an indication that whatever I'm thinking about at that moment is on the right track. And that might not seem like much of a miracle, but decision-making processes is what uh, processes are what get us from point A to point B and, you know, ultimately to our enlightenment. And if we're not veering off the path, all the better because it's not taking so long. So in a way, we collapse time when we have or create a miracle. Yeah, um, uh, one of the things that I've been noticing about miracles and and being able to create a miracle a day is a lot of people associate miracles with disasters, catastrophes, you know, and 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 dire situations in their lives. So when you hear sometimes about amazing miracles, it's it's not a happy situation to to take, you know, to start with. It's it's a dire situation where a person's looking at, am I going to make it? Am I, you know, this is uh, do or die kind of a situation, and a miracle happens. So then. <clears throat> A lot of times people think, I, I remember a long time ago, I was talking about miracles with Raphael, and she mentioned that that uh, uh, she had to change her perspective on miracles where, oh, yeah, it, you don't have to have a disaster to have a miracle. Oh, yes. That's another one. <laughs> Careful about praying for miracles. Yeah. And so so I, I thought, well, that's an interesting Thing and then I realize, oh, that's where a lot of people are at. Yeah, they're they're looking at if only in dire circumstances could I ask for a miracle, or if there's no other possibility, then the only thing left is I need a miracle. You know, there's nothing else I can do. So that's that's again difficult, very difficult situations, but. When you're talking about creating a miracle a day to, you know, keep you happy to play, <laughs> that seems so trivial to many people. Yeah, here, you know, millions of people are suffering and amazing disasters and everything they're going through. But how can I ask for a miracle when everything's going great for me, when I'm actually really happy? Well, like I mentioned earlier, when you're the happiest, is when you're most open to miracles. But it seems like it seems like if miracles come from God or miracles come from spirit, it seems like okay, 
when a person's desperate, that's the only time you get a miracle. But it's not true. Why is it that, that when a person is completely desperate, once in a while, a miracle happens? So they're not in a happy place at that moment, but a miracle nonetheless is given to them. Well, that's what that uh, story about the, the Zen master saying, oh, yeah, if a drowning man, you know, uh, if you wanted to attain enlightenment as much as a drowning man wanted to breathe air, you get it in an instant. Oh, what was that? You're not divided. When you're in a total desperate situation, you're like that drowning man. Oh, the only thing in your mind is I got to breathe or I got to live or I got to do something. You know, I need this. And there's nothing else in your mind. In that space, for that moment, your mind, you're not divided in your mind. There's not a part of you going, well, maybe I want to breathe, but maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe I want to die. Maybe I don't. Don't. Yeah. No, it's it's all the way completely. No, I, I, I want to live and I need to breathe. This is all I need is right now. That's the only thing that matters is breathing. And boom, something happens. If you could be in a great joyous place. Ah, what makes you so joyous, so happy? There's not a care in the world because you're undivided. There's not a part of you, at least for that period of time, you're not divided against yourself. But the rest of the time on a day-to-day -day basis, if you check in with yourself, you can find out, oh, you're, you're quite divided a lot of times. You know, shall I go, uh, shall I go to the store today? No, I don't think so. Shall I, do I need to do this? No, maybe tomorrow. It, it's, you're, you're in a sense playing, uh, what do you call that, with the rope? Tug of war. <laughs> yeah. Haven't played tug of war in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like in dinosaur times, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I think it was when I last played tug of war, it was in the Jurassic era. <laughs> anyway, uh, the ice was melting or something. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you're divided. You're, you're struggling within yourself. Conflict. You're conflicted. You have doubts, oh, and, and you're afraid. So those are all symptoms, if you will, of division, being divided within yourself. And if you're divided within yourself, who are you divided against? Oh, yourself. There's your whole self, your true self. Yourself as the spirit, eternal, immortal spirit that you are. That you is never, ever divided. Spirit is never, ever divided. It can't be. Yet, in your mind, you can decide against that. Undivided, natural, 
innate part of you and just go, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> one of the, one of the mm, advantages and disadvantages of free will. So you, you can at any given time, you can go against yourself. And if you meditate, if you reflect upon inside of yourself, oh, how often am I against myself in some way? I'm arguing with myself. I want to do this, but I shouldn't. This is the right thing to do, but I don't want to do that. You know, all those kinds of, uh, I, I know this is correct, but I don't feel like doing it. All kinds of things. Just on a day-to-day -day basis, on very mundane, trivial things even. So to be able to create a miracle a day, you really have to start to practice some degree of consistency in looking for, oh yeah, reminding myself. This is one of the hardest things. It doesn't seem like it. It's it's not because we're getting old and and you know oh, what 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 am I doing today? <laughs> that kind of forgetting. No, it's you could be you could have uh, what do you call that uh, perfect memory, photographic memory, and everything. But still, what is it that you need to remind yourself of? Oh, of spirit your true nature. You know, lead us from the darkness to light. Yeah. You got to remember the light. You got to remember immortality. You got to remember re reality, the real reality, that which is never divided. But during the course of the day, we get a phone call. We get a text. We get a, you know, bad post <laughs> on social media, whatever. And boom, you forget. So practice remembering spirit, your true self, or the truth if you want. Then this is what it means to go to the light, go to the light. You don't have to wait till you die to go to the light. <laughs> Just go now. <laughs> right. Well, our second break is upon us, so I wanted to remind you that you can call our office to purchase any of our edited and mastered teleclasses, courses, all-day seminars, and retreats as MP3 downloads to inspire you and give you simple but very powerful tools you can apply in your daily life and to help you manage its various challenges as you grow spiritually. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Recordings tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamura.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. That's 530-926-2650. Also, while you're on our website, please, please sign up for our mailing list so that you can get our regular mailings about all of our events. Right now, they're all remote. So even if you're on the other side of the world, you can attend or at least listen to the recording afterwards. Anyway, in just a bit, we'll continue with A Miracle a Day Keeps You Happy at Play. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, we're back. And it's good, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back with us. We've been exploring how a miracle a day keeps you happy at play. Let's continue to be happy and see how we can create more miracles. And as it turns out, we have one of our regular and treasured uh, listeners on the line. So we're letting her in, and she's going to ask us a question. So, Fong, hello and good morning. Hi, Michael Raphael. Hey. How are you? Yes. Good. How are yeah. you? Yeah, it's it's always a joy listening to your show. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, can you hear? So, yeah. <laughs> what kind of question do you have for so, us today? Yes, um, Michael Rifle. Actually, I've been feeling like I'm experiencing miracle. Not every day, but nearly every day. Mm. But <laughs> yes, I feel I feel also know that my uh, my uh, my spirit already actually set up all the paths for me to walk mm-hmm. to the new life. Mm-hmm. However, I've been struggling for so long. I mean, in the past couple of years, I'm just struggling between, yeah, I love, I love today's show, especially, Michael, you mentioned the division, the fear. So I live in a state like uh, one moment I... I, I, I'm miserable because I'm still living back to the old. And then mm-hmm. the other moment, I'm so enjoyable because I stepped into the new. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, so what is the biggest block for me? Why? So like, like uh, today ah, is the same thing. Yes, it's, that's, that's a really <laughs> great question, Huang, because this is a, you're, you're totally right on course. Because the more, and this is where a lot of people stop their progression because they get, they get hung up on the fact that 
wow, you know, I was living this miracle just a moment ago, and now, boom, it's gone, and I'm afraid, and I'm worried, and I'm kicking myself, and yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm in doubt, and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's how we grow. When we, it's mm-hmm. it's like a baby learning to walk for the first time. It doesn't generally happen where the baby's on the floor crawling, and then next thing, whoop, I'm walking now. <laughs> Although occasionally there are babies <laughs> yeah, like that because they're old souls and they yeah, remember. They remember. But generally, it's when we first start to learn to walk, we start, you know, take a couple of swabbly steps, and then bam, we're on the floor again. We're on our diaper. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and fortunately, if you have, you know, fluffy diapers, then you, you have a cushy landing. <laughs> but then we get ourselves back up finally, and wobbly, and a couple more steps, and boom, we're on the floor. That's normal. Same with learning to ride a bicycle, playing the piano mm. even more. You know, if you've ever learned to play a musical instrument, you don't start playing Rachmaninoff's third (laughs) right from the beginning. You can't even play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star without (laughs) making a mistake, right? What's called a mistake. But it's not a mistake. It's it's just a learning process. So in this waking up process, (laughs) and as you start to create a miracle day, Ah, if you can create even a moment of a miracle, not even some dramatic physical miracle, but even just a, like you said, this total joy for a moment <laughs> each day, that's like mega. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> amazing. Then what's going to happen, especially when you reach a high state like joyousness, total enjoyment, joyousness. Sooner or later, sometimes right away, sometimes like the next day, boom, it feels like a crash. Because this is the process of waking up is healing yourself. So when you have a, when you reach a new high energy, and awareness and joyfulness or happiness or whatever you want to call it, the next thing, the next level, the next layer of darkness, next layer of fear, next layer of judgments, blame, guilt, grief, whatever you have stored in that part of your mind starts to surface and you start to become aware of it. That's still part of the waking up process. You become aware of what you've forgotten. We have this Mm -hmm. incredible tendency as human beings. We're very, very creative beings. (laughs) And we use our creative power when we run into an experience earlier in our lives, run into experience where we don't know how to handle it. And, you know, you've been places where where you feel responsible, you're at work, you're going to get fired if if you don't do your job or you don't show up just, you know, just because you're not feeling that great. But if you don't show up, you're going to get fired and then you won't be able to pay rent. Nah, 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 nah. So we all have those kinds of experiences. Or even as a little child, if you don't do what your parents tell you to do, you're afraid they're not going to love you anymore. 
And and so we start to go, okay, what do I do? I, I don't feel like doing this. I, I feel too tired. I, I'm kind of not feeling good. Uh, or I, I don't know. Nobody's giving me instructions on how to do this. But if I don't do it, then then they're going to fire me. They're going to kick me out. They're not going to love me, whatever the case might be. And so we cover it over. We just override it and go, okay, I'm just going to shove this guilt aside or shove this grief aside or shove this fear aside. I'll take care of it later. <laughs> I'll take care of it later, but later never comes. <laughs> until you have this growth. Yeah, until thing. sometime later, uh, you pop up to a new place and you hear something, you discover something, and you go, whoa, this is amazing. And then that old fear, that old guilt, that old grief surfaces because now you don't need to hold on to it. You, you, you've surpassed it. So now comes kind of the more challenging part of being able to create miracles is the backlash after you have the miracle. <laughs> Even if it's yeah. the miracle, it's just a moment of complete joyousness. And then after that, all this pain comes up, all this darkness comes up. Just remember, oh, that's just the past. I, I don't need to get hung up on it. I don't need to solve it. That's part of the difficulty you go through is you try to solve it. And if you try to solve it, you can't because it's, it's already been, you've been there, done that. It's the past, way past most of the stuff. So there's nothing to solve. It's not a current problem. You just have to release it. You just have to let it come out. Don't shove it back down. Don't hold on to it. Don't fight it. Just let it surface and just go, bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome aboard. You can keep going. And as long as you don't resist it and fight it in any way or try to solve it in any way, that energy leaves. And next thing you know, oh, Hey, I feel better. Uh, it's brighter. I'm lighter. Clean like a spring day. Yeah. Yes, we call it a growth period, G-R-O-W-T-H period of time. But sometimes we lovingly call it a gross period because during the time that you're going through it, it feels kind of gross. <laughs> uh, not unlike when you're doing a cleanse. You know, you, you get it all enthusiastic. You get all your materials together in the time to create a cleanse of your body. And you start to do whatever your cleanse tells you to do. And it feels real good at first. Yeah. And, and then, go ahead. On the physical level, healing is often very messy. Yes. You know? Yes. Same thing on a psychic spiritual level. Healing can be, there's a part of your healing process where just like Raphael was saying, we're de detoxing, it's very messy. Yes, it is. And so, of course, one of the things we always recommend to someone going through that kind of growth is to meditate. And, uh, you know, there's many styles of meditation we teach and in the body style. Um, but whatever you're familiar with, even prayer, if you're not a meditator, that's fine that gets you into a place of being centered and more connected with spirit and allowing yourself to just continue that release. And because um, it's just energy and it's coming up from underneath your consciousness, unconscious, subconscious, and so forth. And for everybody listening too, very much 
the more you put your attention, the more you remind yourself of God or spirit, the undivided, it's the fastest way because it brings all that stuff out of you, okay? So, which means the more you do that, the more darkness, the more fear, the more uh, guilt, anything that's been clogging up your system is going to come out. So be prepared, and that's why you have to laugh a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the show with us, Fong. That's great uh, to have you and wishing you the best on your growth period, your gross growth period. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to address one more thing here before we finish this up. And that has to do with, you know, talking about having a miracle a day. What helps you create a miracle on any given day is to start to have your miracle mindedness, um, even about things that aren't so positive, your more, let's say, negative experiences. Um, such as losing your job or something like that. You know, um, most of the time when that happens, you've already had at least two or three warnings from spirit if you're paying attention. But you have to remember when you lose your job, a lot of times it's just because it's time for you to take your next step. And your next step is being is leading you to a much, much better place. Even if you had a great paying job, maybe it's time for you to create your own business or or turn your side hustle into your main thing. Um, this is actually a miracle. It doesn't feel like it when it's happening, but if you start to look at all of your experiences this way, you know, even something that's like a wake-up call, you're not paying attention when you're driving and you end up in a little fender bender or something like that. This is, uh, the miracle is it's a fender bender and not killing you, okay? So start being able to have that miracle-mindedness and being much more present with yourself each and every day and appreciating and having that gratitude for all of your experiences. All right. Well, time keeps zipping by and we're at the end of our show today already. We're grateful that you joined us. We hope that our shows offer you much to reflect upon and provide some healing tools for you to apply in your daily life. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday when we'll explore the relationship between God's grace and creating miracles. What is God's grace and how do you receive of it so you can create many more miracles in your life? Tune in and find out. You can still sign up for our powerful and timely teleclass uh, weekend event happening this very weekend. Please, it's time for you to join us if you'd like to. April 23rd and 24th titled Having Certainty and Divinity, Using Your Intuition and Making a Difference in a World in Fear, Turmoil, and Doubt, a very timely subject. So come join us. For all the details and to sign up, check our website events calendar for April 2022. It's the very first one on the listing in our events calendar. Or call our office to sign up with Noel at 530-926-2650 during regular business hour specific time. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. 
It's your purpose here on earth. 